It is Locked on Jazz for the 15th of August. We're back. What has happened in the Donovan Mitchell dance? Pressure points continue to be the theme. The Knicks have got their media circles going. Are they accurate? And what other little news and fun notes do we have as the schedule begins to come out? It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. We're back! You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a jazz fan each and every day. I missed you. Eh, kind of missed you. Hope all is great on your world. It is Locked On Jazz. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Give me a little hello in the comments section if you're on YouTube or live by typing in your team every day and let me know you're out there. And uh, special hello to all of you. Missed uh, talking to everyone for the last two weeks. So I was in Maui, so uh, I'll be honest, I only kind of uh, missed you. Uh, we will be back as your first listen every single day. Thanks so much. Um, and we'll probably be doing about three days a week right now up until the end of the month. And then we'll stretch it back out uh, as we get closer. We're about f- four week, five weeks away, or excuse me, six weeks away from training camp opening. We're probably about two or three weeks away from players coming into town. Um, so hopefully we'll have some um, good content for you. And who knows how long we are until... We possibly have a NBA trade of some sort. Uh, so where are we on that? What's happened in the two weeks since I left on the Donovan Mitchell front? On one sense, you can say nothing. On the other sense, you can say everything we anticipated. And so where we are right now is simply Danny Ainge is trying to extract as much as he possibly can from the New York Knicks. Probably a set of very, very high price. And has no need to do anything at all until that price is met or something else happens. And the Knicks' point of view got became very clear over the last few weeks. So let's look at it. Sometimes there's a great old book about generations that you can only see what's really happening in the world if you look at it like in 10 to 15 to 20 year increments, like if you think about crime, we used to leave everything unlocked and then we kind of got to this and then we got to home alarms and car like, right. You just kind of think about how protective we've gotten. Um, you probably could do the same thing with what division is in our society, but a bunch of things of that nature um, where you, you don't see it very well day to day. You see it much better. If you kind of look at 10 and 20 and 30 year gaps, we don't have that, but looking at it as a two week, Gap actually may feel as though it makes some sense. And if you look at what the news cycle was in the two weeks in which we were gone, we, me and you, gone together. You were still there. I was still there. You know what I mean. What happened was the first kind of thing that came out was that there was the news that the Jazz and the Knicks hadn't talked in weeks. And so that's kind of like the message out to the rest of the league. Like, hey, we're not a done deal. We're willing to talk to other people. Um, The Knicks aren't giving us what we want. We're not like... That was a jazz, I would guess that's kind of a jazz message out there. Like, hey, Nick fans, like your team isn't actually talking to us and you're not actually, things aren't actually happening here and, and all of that. And so 
then the next stage on this that happens um, is that the Jazz. Then we start hearing about various teams. We heard a little Washington. We heard a little, you know, uh, actually got a little Orlando buzz in there for a minute. That kind of this. We heard a little Toronto. We heard Miami again. We heard Charlotte on Donovan Mitchell. And so the buzz started on a bunch of other teams. And then the Knicks got their media out. Then the Knicks started on there. And we've seen the same article come out in about three or four different places out of New York over the last week, which is nobody has anything that can beat our offer. So why are we upping our offer? Fred Katz of The Athletic probably did it best, former Locked On host, Fred Katz, and big fan of Fred's. And these guys are doing their job perfectly. They're they're talking to the team. The team at this point says this is clearly the message of the team. They're not, and I don't misunderstand this. I'm in no way, shape, or form am I saying like Fred's some mouthpiece for the organization. But if you're doing your job as a reporter, and as a reporter, you're talking to the team, and this is kind of the team's time, which you're probably not going to say, well, the team thinks this, but you could go write the article that displays it. And if you read it kind of correctly in the way that it was written by um, by Fred, there's some key lines in there that let you know, like, okay, this is clearly how the Knicks are feeling about things. And, and Fred did a super good job of characterizing that probably without making it totally seem... Like he, he was, you know, I, 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 mouthpiece is such a bad word in the business and Fred's such a good reporter. So what I, you know, he really just did a nice job. So I, I guess what I'm trying to, I'm being a little cautious here. I want to make sure there's no feeling that I'm arguing that he wants to be a mouthpiece. But if you look at what Fred, right, one of the comments that Fred has is we kind of work down to the bottom. And he, this is clearly like what the Knicks talking point right now is, is he runs through this. And he says, this exercise should explain why, at least for now, the Knicks won't meet any asking price of six or seven first-round picks in the Mitchell trade. Even if most of the non-Knicks six wanted wanted to dive into the Mitchell pool, a four or five pick offer, Nick, could still beat most of the offers we've talked about. As Fred had walked through six other teams and what their offers were, and we'll analyze that here in just a moment. He also writes... Any organization would be hesitant to unleash every asset it is on for a player who's never made All-NBA. Even in trades for superstars, teams push to keep at least one or two of their top players or draft assets. So factor in this reality. These teams are unlikely to offer their all-in packages to Utah. And once that sinks in, what the Knicks could be willing to give up starts to shrink even more. That's a world where, depending on which players and picks are protected, a Knicks package with only two unprotected first-round picks is the best one on the table. So this is pretty clear what's going on right now. There's a lot of outward side negotiation. There's a lot of different pieces of this puzzle. There's spo- like That's a Knicks messaging point right there. And Fred did his job perfectly, and he outlined it very, very well. And we're going to walk through the six teams he mentions. And you might find, as I do this... Oh, wow, there's some real validity to what the Knicks talking point is. At the same time, and that, you know, what we also learned right there is that the Knicks are only offering two unprotected first round picks for Donovan Mitchell right now. That's really, there's a world where a Knicks package with only two unprotected first round picks is the best one on the table. That's pretty specific. Fred got that somewhere. He's a good reporter. So, 
we basically have, as Fred finishes his article, a standstill. The Jazz want an A-plus return, and the Knicks could give one, but why would you do it unless if no one else is offering better than a B? And so that's where we sit. The Jazz played the little game where they got out, hey, we're willing to talk to other people. The Knicks came out and said, fine, go talk to other people. But we're not offering anymore, and you're not getting anymore because we can look at what everyone else has to offer. And we'll look at those six teams here in a minute. Here's the reality. They're playing checkers. They're playing chicken. They're playing whatever you want. And the question is, when does the pressure point hit? Right? And it's the same question we've been saying the whole time. And there's nothing that the pressure point is. The first pressure point that hits, quite honestly, is on the Jazz. And that pressure point is when training camp opens here in five weeks. And when training camp opens, is there a problem having Donovan Mitchell in camp? And if the Jazz... And is there a, so that's one. And is there a timetable as well on the Jazz that is such that you feel as though you have to make a move? Like that you can't, you don't, like in my opinion, the rebuild is a long extended multi-year process And if it doesn't kick into full gear by October of 2022, I don't think it really matters um, if you can get more for it over time. But those are the two next pressure points, and they both come on the Jazz, and this is why the Knicks are hanging. And those two pressure points are, can we get to open camp with Donovan Mitchell? And two, do the pressure points of the Jazz urgency start to play this? Now, if the Jazz get through those two pressure points, All the next pressure points are on the Knicks, and I'll explain that in a moment, as well as, is there any validity to what the Knicks are saying that the six teams that they chose to, Fred chose to mention in this article, don't have more than what the Jazz are asking for, and so therefore, the Knicks actually have time on their side. We'll discuss those two things here in a second. Today's show The Monday edition of Locked on Jazz is brought to you by friends over at Murdoch Chevy, located out in Woods Cross and in Logan. Murdoch Chevy with a great Chevy lineup of the Colorado and the Silverado, the SUV lineup, the Equinox, the Trax, and then the the, the Utah County, like, legends, the Suburban and the Tahoe Chevy. It's Americana all the way through. The Murdochs have been in Utah for over 80 years They are a part of the culture. Chevy's a part of America. This is what it's all about. It's at Murdoch Chevy, located at 4646 South State Street, also located in Logan and in Linden. So feel free to check them all out at Murdoch Chevy. If you're heading over there, feel free to email me first at dlock09 at gmail.com and we'll get you set up with a uh, VIP meeting. Today's show is also brought to you by Built Bar. I did not take my Built Bars to Hawaii and I miss them and I'm excited for my built bar today, let me tell you. Pina Colada puffs are out. They are pushing the limits. I should have had my pina colada puffs in Hawaii. Cookie dough chuck chunk. Let's try that again. Cookie dough chunk puffs are also out for you. Brownie batter, banana cream pie, coconut marshmallow puffs are all there in the incredible built bar collection, plus the regular bars for you. And the macros are amazing 130 calories, 2.5 fat grams, 4 net carbs, 4 grams of sugar, and 17 
grams of protein. You'll have a hard time deciding whether it's a protein bar or a candy bar. Frankly, what it is, is that it's a great snack to get away from things that have far worse things for you. It is Built Bar. Check it out. Promo code is now locked on 15. That's right. Promo code is changed. So make sure you grab this. It's locked on 15 now instead of just locked 15. Locked on 15. It's the best promo code you can get at built.com. All right. Uh, thank you very much for making Locked On Jazz your first listen of the day. As we go through these offers in the comments section of YouTube, please let me know what you think of each of these teams' offers and what takes place. And also, what do you think of whose pressure point breaks first in this? So the first two pressure points, I think, are on the Jazz. Training camp, Donovan arrives, does everything he's supposed to do, and then whether or not the Jazz really feel an incredible urgency to get the rebuild started in its entirety. Because right now... The roster we're rolling out of Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Malik Beasley, Boyan Bogdanovich, Walker Kessler. It's a pretty good offensive team. Probably not great, but not terrible. That's not a team that I think only wins 22 or 17 games. I think that's a 32 to 42 win team, depending on what they can figure out defensively. Can they be average defensively and then frankly they're not that different than last year where they were number one offensively and number 11 defensively i don't think they can be number 11 number one offensively without rudy gobert's pick setting but we'll see um so the so then the question is you know you're into that mid level that you don't really want to be at and is that a pressure point the next pressure point is if you go to espn's projections they have the knicks at 39 and 43 Like, one of the first things I'm checking when the schedule comes out is the Knicks opening 20 games. Because when the Knicks start the year 7-13, and then their pressure point is cooking. The other question is if somebody else doesn't start well. What is Chicago going to do if they're... Chicago's all in with all their guys and they're suddenly 44-38 and as they're projected and they're in the 8th in the play-in after everything. Cleveland, with all this growth and everything supposed to play, suddenly projected to be in the play-in. The six teams that are likely not in the play-in in... The East are Boston, Milwaukee, Miami, 76ers, Toronto, and Atlanta. Toronto's suddenly in the play-in. Are they, their pressure point kicks up. Now, all of a sudden, their offer might get a little bit better. So that's, once the season starts, if the Jazz are comfortable with waiting, to me, every pressure point gets in favor of the Jazz. But up to the training camp, they're actually on the Jazz. Give me your thoughts on that in the comment section of YouTube or in the live chat. I want to know your comments on that. Feel free to hit me on Twitter on that as well. Or if you're on Reddit, start a thread on uh, the Jazz Reddit group. which is absolutely fabulous. Here are the six deals that were talked about by Fred Katz. So he started with the Wizards. And the young player combination of the Wizards is a Kyle Kuzma, Rui Hashimura, Denny Avida and Johnny Davis is their recent pick. You're probably not getting all of them. You're getting something, and you probably have to get Kuz because of money. Kuzma's a free agent at the end of the year. Rui Hashimura is up for an extension. The Wizards' picks are encumbered because the 2023 pick is going to the Knicks. And until that's cleared, the Wizards can't offer anything more than a 27 swap, a 28 first-round pick, and a 29 first-round pick. Assume all first-round picks are unprotected in this conversation. So the Wizards offer is some of their young kids, 
Hashimura's had some strange issues off the court where he just wasn't available for an extended period of time. Uh, Avila was all right. Johnny Davis, we'll see. I don't know if any of those moved the meter. Top 10 pick, but it wasn't a great draft. Um, And so a 28 and 29 unprotected picks out of Washington. Those might be incredibly valuable. They're just five years down the road. 27 pick swap might be valuable. So there's Washington's offer. From the Knicks standpoint, they think, you know, in Frank Katz's article, they talk about that they're they're better than that. The Heat are Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, and probably their first-round pick, Jokic, this year. And then they have a 23 first-round pick, but their 25 pick goes to the Thunder, and they, they, they'd have to open that one up. If they can pull the restrictions off that and do some things off that, then maybe they could offer a 23, 25, and 27. But right now, they can only offer a 23 a 28 first-round pick, and swaps in 27 and 29. Swaps with Miami don't feel like they're very valuable. So now you you're really have a Duncan Robinson as a salary field. Tyler Hero is a nice player. Their first-round pick this year, 23 first-round pick and 28 first-round pick out of Miami, and Miami's going to be good in 23. That's not, that's not a great package. Yeah, I think we'd all agree, like... Again, we can play this game along. Everyone can play along at the same time in the comment section. Like the Knicks, multiple, two unprotected is what Fred Katz said in the article, plus maybe some of their protected, plus some of their young kids. Better or worse than this? Toronto has OG Ananobi, Gary Trent, Precious Achua, and they have 23, 25, 27, 29 available. They, their picks are available. Toronto's the open slate here. Does Toronto want Donovan Mitchell? They have Scotty Barnes. They probably need a bona fide score is what they don't have. They have Van Vliet, who's nice, but they don't have a bona fide score. Pressure point on Toronto. They suddenly start the year at 500. That championship is pretty great in the sense it doesn't give them, but, but it's now getting to be a little while, and what are they doing? Where are they going? Scotty Barnes is great. Pascal Siakam's really nice. OG Ananobi's terrific. Fred Van Vliet's terrific. They have nice pieces of their puzzle. There's no question, um, but what are they doing? And how are they breaking through? And do they have the firepower that's needed to win a playoff series? So Toronto's one who, if they don't start well, hey, they punted the year where they got stuck to Florida. That's right. Last year then didn't break through. Things can amp up pretty quickly. Do they go all in on Donovan? And Toronto has the confidence that they believe they can keep player because that city's so marvelous. So Toronto, there's no question in the chat room, Toronto has more to offer than the Knicks have to offer. The Knicks just have to believe Toronto's not willing, to, not going to do it. Right? There's no question there. Hornets are super interesting to me. Because they're stuck. They're, they're, they're just kind of stuck. P.J. Washington, Book Knight, they've got Mark Williams, their first-round pick. Book Knight and Kai Jones, their first-round picks from a year ago, both played less than any players in the league. Book Knight played the fewest minutes of any first-round pick. So I don't know if the Jazz like, you know, did the Jazz have an opinion on him coming in? They have the Denver's 23rd pick this year, which will be available. It's top 14 protected. Denver's going to be one of the five or six best teams in the NBA. But their 23rd pick is in San Antonio and protected through 2025. So all Charlotte has picks-wise is 27-29 and a 28 pick swap. And their young players are P.J. Washington, Book Knight, Mark Williams, Kai Jones. 
and a 27 and a 29 pick. Okay, like Fred Katz's article, like the Knicks might have some, that might be a fair assessment on the Knicks part on that one, right? I think in the chat room, most of you guys would probably say that. Sacramento, the next two he throws in, I just don't think are that valid. Sacramento, Harrison Barnes, Davian Mitchell, Keegan Murray, but they're encumbered too, and I think this actually just kind of fit to the narrative of how many teams have these picks that are encumbered by having other picks out that have protections and then you can't trade a pick. They're 20, they're traded a pick in Atlanta in the Kevin Herter deal and it's protected through 2026. So Sacramento now has the has a 27 pick swap, a 29 pick swap, and a 28 first round pick. Five years out. He includes Atlanta in here. I just can't see that Atlanta is about to go make a trade to add Donovan Mitchell to Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. But they have DeAndre Hunter, who actually seems to me to fit better than Donovan Mitchell in that. It's not like they're short on scoring. John Collins, Okungu's terrific. They have the Kings 2024 pick that we just talked about. They have a 23 first-round pick. And then they have a pick that's encumbered. So they have a 28 and a 29 first-round pick. Are any of the six teams that Fred Katz chose in his athletic article have more to offer the Jazz than the Knicks? Or in the sense of pressure points, do the Knicks actually have the pressure point right now because of the fact that there isn't anyone else who's going to offer anymore and we're heading to training camp. And that's my point, that the first pressure point is on the Jazz. And that is Donovan coming to camp, starting the season. The, the re, we're, in, we're in a funky zone of where the rebuild is. Can we be there? Are we all right with that? And do we hold out and let the next pressure point kick in? And that next pressure point is the Knicks aren't that good. With Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, and 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 R.J. Barrett, they're just not that good. And so they can claim that, well, we don't need to give up that much for Donovan because other people don't have that much, but they're not very good. And then the biggest and most important pressure point of all, I'll hit you with in a second, as we continue here on Locked on Jazz, in there, back at it and fired up to be with you here on Locked on Jazz. It's, it's, it's awesome to be back. I, I did miss you. I'm not going to lie. I did actually miss you a little bit. Today's show is brought to you as well by Bet Online. Our good friends over at betonline.net with all the latest sports news, podcast needs, all the things you need out there, and the latest lines on everything. Major League Baseball is heating up. The uh, Major League Baseball futures. Who is the World Series favorite right now? The Dodgers are at plus 325. The Yankees are at 425. Astros at 450 and Mets at 475. It really does feel like a four-team race in Major League Baseball with the Braves and a big week ahead for them uh, coming up here as they have uh, both the Mets and then the Astros um, coming to town. So we'll find a little bit whether the Braves are actually ready. Uh, October 18th on the NBA schedule, Lakers and Warriors, and they have bet online already has a line on it. The Warriors are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. That's supposedly the opener uh, for the NBA season uh, so far. NBA team wins. 25 different teams have odds out. We are not one of them. (laughs) The Minnesota Timberwolves at BetOnline are at 48.5. 
And the New York Knicks are not on the board right now. The Toronto Raptors are at 45.5. What happens if they start under on that? It's all at betonline.net. The final other pressure point that is probably what is to the Jazz's largest benefit right now is Donovan's the best player available. There's actually not another piece out there that's anywhere near the quality of Donovan Mitchell. The next player that could become available of the Donovan Mitchell caliber is Shea Gilgis-Alexander. But if Shea Gilgis-Alexander is not available from Oklahoma City, then, then when the Knicks are 500, they don't have another place to go. And that's where the next pressure point kicks in on the Knicks. And these are all long plays that we're just going to have to watch play out. But frankly, we're probably going to sit here and be watching the Knicks, the Timberwolves, and the Jazz every night on this show with all of the details. And watching it all. Because that's the next one, is that there's just not another player of that this caliber that's available. Donovan's awesome. Absolutely awesome. Bonafide elite level score in the NBA, and the Knicks don't have it, and you have a hard time finding it. And I don't think Shea Gilgis Alexander is even a bona fide scorer at the same level of Donovan. So that's the way we are. Two weeks later, taking a break, we're actually playing out kind of as, as we would anticipate. And as much as we live in this like immediate dopamine rush of social media networking, that like does this to us we're not in that world and patience is a virtue we're back to the nestle quick bunny who remembers the nestle quick bunny okay a few other notes for you uh simone fontecchio had a 24.5 rebound one assist game in the attack for the italian team in Eurobasket 2022 Eurobasket's a really big deal. Um, he's playing for Italy. It'll be a good chance to watch him. My impressions watching some of that game, um, well, he's very tan. So that I noticed that. So he's had a nice summer. Uh, he's big. Like, he's legit. He's, like, big, bona fide, very high shot release, very quick high shot release. He actually reminded me a little bit of Pejo Stojakovic, which is an NBA all-star. I got it. But you don't remember NBA journeymen, so they're bad... Um, they're bad analogies to use or comparisons to use because you don't remember NBA journeyman. Um, but that was kind of what his game looked to me like a little bit. Um, he's not elevating. He's not above the game. Um, but he does have a nice high shot release that is size. He'll be able to get off all the time. I'm a huge believer. Bogey, Duncan Robinson, Davis Bertans type players who can, at 6'7", 6'8", can get any shot off they want all the time for three, I think is a hugely valuable thing in the league. He seems to be able to do that. Um, Defensively, hard to tell, frankly, because the European game is so different. Um, And the French athletes are not elite, so very hard to tell. Couldn't give you a great analysis on there, though he put out an effort, which maybe is the biggest thing. Um, And then he missed a big free throw because it was sitting on the rim and Rudy Gobert swiped it off. Um, on the international rules, which was kind of awesome to see. We should we should add that in the NBA. Uh, the other question I think that's big that we'll talk about this week that everyone's it's like, what are we doing about our roster? And there just is not a lot out there. I just don't think there are a lot of big next roster moves coming for the Utah Jazz. I think as we see that, you know, Will Hardy's going to have to figure out, you know, Jared Vanderbilt, Walker Kessler, Adoka Azabuke, 
His rehab continues. I know he's working super hard. I've gotten multiple reports from people that he's working crazy, crazy hard on things. So we'll see what, um, you know, but I think that's where we are at centers. Like, can someone be our Robert Williams? And then can we play offensively? All right, that is Locked on Jazz today. Great to be back with you. Thanks for everybody commenting on the comment section. Let's get that to be a, anyone who's still tuning in this year, type of year, let's, you know, Feel free to say hi. Give me a little your team every day in the chat room to let me know that you uh, were watching and uh, grabbed it on YouTube. If you're on the podcast app, great to have you tuning in. Please drop us a five-star review if possible. Great to be back and super to be chatting with you. It is Locked on Jazz. If I do what I want, I'll do Monday, Tuesday, Thursdays um, for this little period of time. I'm not sure I'll always hit that. Good to see you. Talk to you soon. It is Locked on Jazz, part of Locked on Podcast Network. For your second listen, Go grab the crew at NBA Big Board for a little NBA draft analysis. Have a good one.